And welcome to episode number 30 of the Illini Basketball Podcast, one month later than the last one, which was expected with the offseason being what it is. You're not going to hear a ton every week, so you're not going to have a ton of information. So we have about a month's worth of information to go over, a lot of recruiting stuff as per usual in the offseason, as well as, I guess, some interesting tidbits about what the season could look like or will there be a season, which the answer is obviously 99.9% yes, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So we'll just start uh, with the Jordan Nesbitt stuff, and I'll let you take it away. Yeah, Jordan Nesbitt announces top 11, um, Memphis, Alabama, Iowa State, Illinois was in there, uh, St. Louis, Nebraska, Virginia Tech, Maryland, Arkansas, Texas, Seton Hall are all in there. Um, Word is that he is going to stay in St. Louis, uh, go to SLU. There's four crystal balls already saying that he's going to SLU um, by the professionals. Again, we are not professionals, so – um, but uh, at least recruiting wise, we're professional podcasters by now, yes, but, yeah, um, absolutely. but uh, apparently he's been playing really well. Uh, the odds of Illinois landing him are slim, but I think it's probably going to be between Illinois and SLU, uh, but heavily leaning towards uh, being a Billiken. So, it makes sense. That makes sense for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, with that comes some some not so good information. Uh, Brandon Weston, we kind of held this one off. We were going to do one last week, do a podcast last week, and we held off because Brandon Weston was supposed to announce yesterday where he was going. Um, he apparently woke up Sunday and said, "Hey, I'm announcing today." So Brandon Weston chooses uh, Seton Hall, even though Illinois made his top six. Uh, posted an edit uh, going back home. So I think uh, when we had Ryan Evan on, he said that Brandon Weston is from the East coast. uh, So a lot of his family's out there. So, uh, you know, I don't think that from what we've heard, the coaches were really pushing on him very hard. Uh, They had, you know, they have Nesbitt that they want. They still had some question marks around Brandon Weston and, and what he could do for the team. Um, Even though Adam Miller seemed to be wanting him to come here. I don't know if the coaches really were pushing that hard for him. So uh, Illinois loses out on him. And then the big news, uh, Sunday, I guess, people started talking. And then Monday, uh, David Jones, who we talked about um, when we did have Ryan Evan on the podcast, he uh, picked Davy Jones to be a Swami uh, selection from him. So uh, he had some – some thoughts that that he was going to come to Illinois kind of took people by surprise. uh, And he ended up picking DuPaul DePaul of all places. Um, I believe he had offers from Louisville, um, some pretty big schools decided to choose DePaul. I don't know a lot about, you know, what goes on with, you know, guys from, you know, the Dominican Puerto Rico, but uh, apparently he grew grew up down the street from uh, Andre Felice. They said that this that he this kid was better than Felice, or at least bigger and had the same mentality. So I was really looking forward to seeing this guy play. Uh, but I don't know what happens with handlers, as they call them. Um, but they made the decision that he was going to go to DePaul, and that's what ended up happening. So, uh, 
two big misses, I believe, for Illinois um, with Brandon Weston and Davy Jones. Uh, and it kind of puts a question mark on on this 2021 class. Uh, we got Luke Goody, and after that, there's really nobody right now. Um, Nesbitt, who we talked about, which sounds like he's going to St. Louis, and then Mac Etienne. Um, Adam Miller's been working on him on Twitter, you know, retweeting his stuff, uh, flashing the orange and blues at him. Um, but But no real word on what he's going to do. Uh, and you know, the longer we wait, the more we worry. So, um, yep. I, I don't know what this class of 21 is going to look like, uh, kind of looked, you know, what, what other offers they have out there. Uh, Jaden Hardy is out there like the number five player in the nation. Uh, sounds like he's going to go to Kentucky. Um, we've talked about Frank Kepnig a little bit, um, he is the 26th player in the nation, 6'11", 225. Uh, we talked about him reclassing maybe this year. He ended up not doing that. But I feel like if Illinois ends up getting ETN, that he's probably not going to come. So uh, chances are we don't get him. And then uh, Raphael Pinzon, who, which I don't believe we've, we've talked about him yet. Um, he's 6'5" three-star shooting guard out of New York. He's a Puerto Rican player. So uh, Antigua is working on him. Uh, 129th nationally, 29th uh, shooting guard and the number two player in New York. Um, he does have other offers from Dayton, Georgia Tech, Mercer, Xavier. Um, as far as will Illinois get him or do they have a shot? Do they need a guy like that? I mean, with what they have already with Curbelo and Miller, um, is is a guard what they need? I feel like Illinois really needs a four. Um, would be a good, good, you know, a three or a four. So I don't know. Um, but those are the guys that that are still out there that we don't know about yet. Um, you know, if, if Illinois is working on them, but just names to keep around um, as we get more information. Of course, we will pass that along. But um, so we have a lot to unpack from the beginning of this. So, yes, unpack away. First of all, Brandon Weston, I'm a little bit disappointed that we talked about this guy for months and we then did. right off the rails it goes. So I think that uh, the more exposed Illinois gets and the more recognition they get and how well they've done with recruiting and building rosters, I think having big misses, quote-unquote, can be a good thing because it shows that you're in it and you are yeah. actually – getting recognition from big players and having a chance at them. Of course, I don't expect Illinois to turn into a Duke or Kentucky style, obviously, because uh, I don't think, do they really want, do they really want to be a big basketball school like that and cheat their asses off to get recruits? I mean, probably not, but (laughs) uh, that's just the way it goes. And then with David Jones, I mean, I don't know why they chose DePaul for him, his handlers or whatever, but uh yeah, I I don't and I don't understand that. I mean, I assume they have guys that and and from what I heard is, from what Ryan said in his uh, Periscope, is that his handlers changed in like the last two weeks or something. It's very weird. Um, so I honestly I I don't understand it, but uh, it sounded like he wanted to come to Illinois. Um, Ryan mentioned another guy that uh, wanted to come to Illinois too, and he just 
his handlers told him that he had to go somewhere else. So again, I don't know the ins and outs of all that stuff and I'd rather not because it sounds very uh, shady to me or, or whatever. But uh, you know, Brandon Weston, again, it didn't sound like the Illinois coaches wanted him as bad as maybe we thought we wanted him. I thought he was a great athlete, um, but you know, skill wise, maybe he just wasn't up to snuff. Um, Nesbitt skill wise seems like he, he has that skill Um, all around skill, not just athleticism, but he can shoot the ball. He can, you know, move with the ball without the ball. So uh, getting Nesbitt along with Goody and, you know, if we can get big Mac, you know, those would be really, that would make a really good recruiting class. The question is if they, if they just keep missing, what's, what are they going to have? They're just going to have Goody, you know, um, or maybe pick up a couple, two stars uh, down the road. I don't, I honestly don't know um, at this point. Uh, Well, yeah, I agree. Um, And back to David Jones, you said you wanted to watch him on TV. I've been sitting on this joke. You're going to have to pay to watch him on TV because DePaul is not on TV. And you have to pay for a subscription to watch them on, online. So, yeah. 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 Unless um, FS1 carries one of their random games against a team that's way more relevant than they are. And I find it amazing that at the beginning of December, we wanted to root for them because Illinois was so bad and they were so good. And they just, yeah, they just fell off. They did. Um, and who knows? I mean, depending on, you know, what goes on with this college season, um, if they're only playing local games or whatever, however they decide to do this, maybe they will get more TV time. Who knows? And maybe they'll play Illinois somehow in like an early season pre-conference play. Like Possibly. if they do like a couple games against in-state teams before the season. Right. Before the well, conference we're, season we're talking about this year. This guy's not coming until next year, so we don't even have to worry. Right. Well, maybe Illinois, I'll just drive up to DePaul and we'll go watch him. Yeah, DePaul has no chance if they played <laughs> Illinois. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. I just uh, – I don't, I don't know – why Brandon Weston did this to us, but I guess maybe uh, the coaches didn't want him as bad. Maybe you're onto yeah. something there. Uh, and I think a lot of times fans rush to judgment or want something more for their team that they think is right. They just people right. I don't think the same. Yeah, and and I just thought you know him playing with Miller. I thought I thought Illinois might have had a better chance, but again, it, it sounds like he wanted to go back to you know where his family's from. So. You know, and not really an Illinois boy, I guess. So Yeah. Just the way it goes, I guess. Uh, Have fun at Seton Hall. Yeah, they'll be good. They'll be it good. amazes me, all these teams. I mean, Nesbitt has Seton Hall in their, his top 11. Um, a lot of these guys are having Western Illinois in their top now. With Something going on there. Irvin going there. So, but, yeah. Uh, but on to maybe some good news. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But Bryce Hopkins. Uh, ends up leaving Louisville because they've been doing some shady stuff down in Louisville as well. What's new? Um, but uh, number 33 player, ranked player in the class of 2021, um, he did announce his top nine, which Illinois made. Along with that, there's teams like Kentucky, Texas, Indiana, Michigan, Iowa State. Um, he is from Fenwick, so he is an Illinois guy. Six seven two twenty. Power forward. What I say we needed a four. Four. And and this is this is the guy. Um, 
I believe that Kentucky offered him about a month ago and everybody thought he's going to Kentucky. They thought, um, you know, as soon as he got that offer, that's where he'd want to be. And I think like six people put out uh, their crystal balls as soon as they offered. Um, And all of a sudden he didn't just say, yeah, I'm going to Kentucky. And there is word that Illinois is actually in the mix for him. Uh, So I, you know, I've seen Luke Goody getting on him on Instagram, things like that. And uh, just today, Corey Evans um, on basketball recruiting, analysis uh was talking about him and and how everybody thought he was going to Kentucky but he said that um that there are still other schools in play um such as Illinois, Indiana and Texas so um still a shot to get him uh be a very good player for Illinois and it will make us forget all about Davy Jones and Brandon Weston going somewhere else and probably uh Nesbitt so um, would be a huge pickup for Illinois. Again, I think they met virtually with them. Uh, I guess the the only good news, the really good news, is that he didn't just initially commit as soon as Kentucky gave him the offer. Yeah. So he's still out there talking to people. So you have this would be a great get a four star, who's basically a five star. I mean, his composite ranking on oh, yeah. uh, two four seven is very good and. Illinois versus Kentucky in a battle for a recruit. I don't like that matchup. <laughs> no, uh, but like know. you said and others have said, the fact that he didn't commit right away is a potentially good sign for Illinois and, uh, you know, would be great. Be a perfect yeah. fit and a guy that you could plug into the lineup right away in 2021 and contribute and probably be one of their best players in that team. If yeah. And as and, good as we think. And I guess I guess the thing is, you know, you go you go to Kentucky and you're battling against the best of the best. So do you want to go to Kentucky and battle for playing time, or do you want to come to Illinois and guarantee playing time? Yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, show what you have, and and then go from there. So, um, but yeah, so some a little bit of good news, maybe possibly, hopefully. Um, Along with Illinois losing out on Brandon Weston and David Jones, they have uh, made two more offers to two guys from the class of 2021. Uh, Wesley Cardet is a six-six four-star from four-star small forward from Alabama. He's currently playing in Florida. Eighty-six uh, player nationally has offers from Alabama, Florida, Dayton, Clemson, FAMU. Um, shout out to FAMU and Iowa State. So, um, and then today they offered Ty Ty Washington, uh, 2021 6'3 point guard from Arizona. He's 74 nationally and the 13th best point guard in the nation. So, um, throwing out a few more recruits out there. uh, I guess, you know, you you throw the line out. When they don't bite, you throw out more lines. Hell of a name, Ty Ty. Ty Ty Washington. I would like like a guy named Ty Ty on the team. I'm not going to lie. So that will work. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, Illinois made a lot of offers to 2023 guys. I'm just going to throw out names. They, they really don't, we don't have a lot on them, but uh, Sire Malanga, Dalen Davis, Davius Lowry, Jeremy Fears Jr., great name, 
and Brandon Williams and uh, Gus Yaldin, who goes by Gus Bus, I believe, on the Twitter. So also a, another great name. Um, so just some names out there. Uh, you know, we're talking about guys that are sophomores this year, so we're not going to go real in-depth on them, but uh, those are some com- some uh, scholarship offers that Illinois has thrown out to people. So Very solid. Yes. Uh, Illinois did have a virtual meeting with A.J. Casey Jr. Uh, We've talked about him in the past. Uh, Number one player in Illinois for the class of 22. um, 20th player nationally. So they uh, still are in talks with him, still doing things with him. He would be a huge, huge start to the class of 22. So um, He's the white whale of the 2022 class for Illinois. The white whale. Got to get him. Sounds good. He he also has an offer from DePaul, so Illinois might be in trouble. Oh, boy. (laughs) I think DePaul and Western Illinois are doing some shady business. (laughs) I guess. They're trying to get all these Illinois boys. It's very weird. Um, So, uh, while we were away, Illinois did sign a walk-on point guard in Edgar Padilla, Jr., uh, his dad played at UMass and was a pretty good ball player. Um, haven't really found a lot on him. I think that he played on some international teams, things like that. But they say he's a solid player um, for a walk-on, an extra, you know, extra guy to have. I'm okay. With yeah, him. why not? But, yeah, welcome, welcome, Edgar, if you're listening. Yes, yes, I'm sure he is. Yes. So. <clears throat> Uh, I did see somewhere that uh, Calipari might be looking to snag Orlando and Tigua from us. It's not good. Um, he's looking to replace Kenny Payne. Now, this might be old news. Again, we haven't done this in a month, and that's stuff I typed up a week ago. So, um, But, uh, yeah, this would, this would hurt Illinois, I believe. Um, as I look at this, I said that he got – Kofi for us, got Felice for us, got Curbelo for us, and I do have Davy Jones on there, so uh, delete that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Antigua was with uh, Calipari for a while. He left Kentucky to go coach at South Florida, um, and then, of course, uh, he came here with Brad Underwood. So um, he, apparently Calipari is also looking at Bruiser Flint from Indiana. So go ahead and take Bruiser and uh, well, Orlando. Can we have Bruiser? That's a good name. I mean, he's <laughs> right. Yeah, true. I mean, it, if the only way that you lose Antigua and make it okay is if you get Bruiser, in my opinion. But um, this would be a big loss for the Illini coaching staff. A big loss because he's got to be the main guy behind Underwood, right? I mean, he's got to be. I think so. Um, and, and he works with the big so well is the thing. I mean, that's what bring, that's what, you know, brought Kofi here is to work with a guy like Antigua. Um, that's what hopefully brings Etienne here um, to, to be like, you know, to, to work under him and to get bigger, stronger under him and learn the game. So um, yeah, I, it would be a huge loss, but if, yep. if they do lose him, I, I don't doubt that Underwood would be able to find another one. So yeah, uh, and also Antigua was on the Harlem Globetrotters, so it just keeps getting better for him. Exactly, exactly. That's the way it goes. Hopefully, Calipari doesn't uh, complete his mission to get Antigua back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's already moved on. Like I said, this was, this was a week or so ago when I was reading about this. So maybe he already hired somebody and I, I just didn't see it, but if he did, he didn't hire Antigua, which is good for us. Yep. Um, Alan Griffin, uh, I know he's not an Illinois guy anymore, but uh, got an immediate waiver to play this year. Thoughts? Absurd. Unreal. Why? How? How? I don't get it. I will say this. If this was a regular season, he would not get the waiver. But everybody's getting a waiver. Everyone's getting one. Tevion Jones got one as well. Now, he actually has a beef, the fact that he didn't get playing time last year. Griffin – Griffin Utah played a lot. State, though. Who cares? Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, he's at like <laughs> Southern Utah or something. <laughs> yeah. He's at a very random um, school. But, but yeah, I, it's it's unreal. I I don't understand it. Um. Yeah. Maybe it has something to do with COVID and everything. I think it else, does. But, I think it does. But but why? If they're going to play this season, why should it matter? And and yeah. and if they don't play this season, then he's eligible for two more years. Yeah. So so why is it? I don't under. I just. I don't get it. I don't understand the NCAA. It's kind of like we will give everybody a waiver unless you go to Illinois is what it seems like to me. So it's good, good, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't, do you want to talk about the Illinois stuff or you want to talk about your stuff first? You want to talk about your stuff last? I will do my thing real quick right now. And uh, I want to start it off by saying there was a report earlier this week that the NCAA is applied to trademark battle in the bubble. So that tells me if they can't figure out a way to have a regular season, they will do a tournament in a bubble. Now, hopefully they can do a regular season of some sort, whether that's a lot of conference games or like a regular schedule with limited travel um, right. into a tournament in the bubble. I, I think no matter I mean, what, if the you, ha- if you have, if you have a tournament, you can't just say you can't have nothing to base that off of. Yeah. You know. So so I feel like they have to have some sort uh you know even if it's 20 games or whatever it is. Uh I feel like they're going to have to do some sort of that. But you know, kids are getting back to college, they're partying, you know, there's 1100 cases at ISU, there's 1500 cases at Alabama. So as far as, you know, maybe it'll just be athletes left at, at campuses and then they'd be in their own bubble, which would be yeah. good. Well, I think also I'm assuming most of the people that have tested positive for it and college don't have any issues with it. Um, but I just think that uh, they got to I think a lot of it's going to be based off of what happens with college football. Now, it looks like next Friday the Big 12 is going to be playing their first college football game. Right. On Friday night. So they're back. The SEC will be back. I know the president spoke with the commissioner of the Big Ten to get something going for them, maybe starting in October. So the Big Ten has kind of flipped their decision for football. And uh, the ACC is going to play football. Now the Pac-12 is kind of just sitting there not doing anything. So <laughs> who cares about them at this point? But um, when I wrote this plan, it was like a month ago, and it's really not even that relevant anymore, but I'll say it anyway. It would be eight bubbles for eight big conferences. Now I could add conferences to this. I was just kind of going with the flow, not really looking at anything. I'm just randomly writing stuff down for different hubs in each um, different hub cities or areas for each conference and what they could do. Uh-huh. So in the Pac-12, you could go to Arizona, which 
a state that I think should be fine to do this in. I think there's a lot of basketball areas and they got Arizona, Arizona state. They got, I guess, I guess where the Phoenix, it depends on what happens to the NBA, but where the Phoenix Suns play, you could do something there if, if they're not doing a regular NBA season next year. But uh, in the ACC, I think you go to North Carolina, have a hub there, a bubble there, because Duke and North Carolina are both there and they're not far from each other. Are, uh, are you talking regular season bubbles or tournament bubbles? Yeah, regular season bubble. Okay. Conference games. So yeah, the Big Ten, I don't think – I think Ohio would probably be better – but I put Michigan on here. I know Michigan's quite iffy when it comes to what they're doing in terms of uh, their leaders there. Yeah. Indiana would be another good place. Indiana would be good too. Either one works there. And Illinois is kind of the same as Michigan. It's kind of like wacko, interesting Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, Yeah. Big 12, it's obviously (laughs) Texas. I mean, there's a lot of schools in the Big 12 that are Texas. You have Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, so Texas would be the one for the Big 12. The SEC, I guess you go to Alabama. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you could go to Texas there too since they have uh, Texas A&M, or you could go to Tennessee or Kentucky or something like that. The Big East, I didn't write anything down because I couldn't think. I was thinking maybe like <laughs> Rhode Island or something. That would, yeah, later, that'd, be, but that'd be a tough one. It's a tough one. And then for the uh, West Coast Conference up at Washington, you just have Gonzaga control everything, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like right. Hawaii. I mean, we're Maui. There you go. Invitational is you could do something there. Uh, and <laughs> then for the Mountain West, I put Vegas because uh, why not? Vegas works. So then why the final not? part of this plan would be you have a bubble for 24 games. You start in December or January. You finish the regular season in late February. You, have, you can have bubble conference tournaments in early March. You have the NCAA tournament, four region bubbles. So you have four bubbles for the tournament, mm-hmm. four different regions, and then you just move the final four and the championship to one bubble region, right? So I don't know where those would be, but that's all I have for that. So maybe they'll think so. Yeah. Um, so what would you? What would your philosophy be if somebody ended up getting COVID? Would that team be kicked out? Would the player have to quarantine? Um, what are your thoughts on that? So I think the player that would test positive, it would come back to number one, how much testing do they have? Number mm-hmm. two, do they do contact tracing? And can you see what players have been around that person and test all the other players? Now, if you have six or seven tests on one team, I think they're gone. Right. Uh, and hopefully you would hope that they have enough room to separate the teams. So if one team has an outbreak, with six or seven players, they're gone, and they haven't been near anybody else yeah. unless they played somebody, which played could somebody. be a disaster. But <laughs> they're going to have to have strict – I think that what the NHL did, which I think is smart, is you have training camps in their own area, so you have practicing in your own area, then you go to the bubble. So you're tested before for weeks right before you yeah. go. So no and, one should and have And one there. of the leading testers right now is the U of I. So yeah. uh, they have the saliva test. So, so then you have, you have to have lockdown restrictions. You can't leave. You uh, have to wear a mask at all times when you're not in your room. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be smart about it. I know it's probably tough them being college athletes and not professional athletes. Right. But, uh, but, I, but I think they will all want to play. I mean, they yeah. all – didn't get a tournament last year, you know? Um, So hopefully that, that will help them. But I think it's very important. 
I think it's very important for them to be tested multiple times during the week that they go. So you have no one sure. there that's testing positive. And sure. then if you just lock everything down when you get there, you should be able to avoid all outbreaks because the NHL has done like thousands of thousands of tests in the bubble and have zero positives, like yeah. 50, 60,000 tests with zero positives. So it's working there. And I think other leagues should take a page out of that if they're doing a bubble. So right. you know, hopefully yeah. they can figure something out. I think there'll be a season. I think that there will be a tournament of some sort as well. I think we'll learn in a couple months or a month or so what that will look like. So, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think it's good that the NCAA is coming out and saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to do this. I think they, they have said that, that there will be a tournament. Um, so, you know, they got to make their money, I guess. They're going to do something. <laughs> they got to they gotta have something. That's true. And then it, like, what if it's like, okay, they cancel everything this season is anybody going to care or remember what college basketball is like in the winter of 2021? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. what was the last time we saw a college basketball game? Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> the first half of the Big East game, right? St. John's and someone else. Yeah. 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 Six, what was that, six months ago? Yeah. Yep. It's been a while. It has. So. Well, I think, I mean, hopefully they make it happen. Hopefully they make it happen. And you know why they need to make it happen? Because Illinois is really, Illinois really is good. good this year. Yes. Um, it, it it has been a month since we, had, you know, came with our emergency podcast. Uh, Tony guys at IO and Kofi is coming back. Um, since then, IO has been interviewed, of course. Uh, Underwood's been interviewed. Uh, and so uh, we got a few quotes from them. Um, you know, uh, Illinois is, is now a target. They're legit contenders. Uh, so IO said – now we're the ones being hunted. There's going to be a very different target on our back every night. Um, he said the NBA is going to be there. I'm not chasing the NBA. I'm chasing greatness. Amazing quote. When I say greatness, Bob Cousy, Big Ten Championship, National Championship. And I got chills. I mean, Io is coming back to that is his goal. So um, it, it it's great to hear that he's that motivated. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but it looks like his arms have gotten twice as big. Uh, he has been working out, and uh, it's hopefully, you know, we have a season that this can happen. Um, he did say that the day that he put that video out was the day he made his decision. Uh, there was apparently another video that said he was going to the NBA. I would love to see that video. Maybe he'll drop it next year when we'll he see decides to go, go to the NBA. I hope it's the same one. Um, and uh, he called coming back a life-changing decision, uh, said Underwood didn't pressure him at all, and that he was 99.9% locked in, and he left that 0.1% to come back. So, Illinois fans, be grateful that that 0.1% uh, you know, is, is what he decided on. So um, uh, he was asked uh, his thoughts on not having a season. Um, he said, it doesn't scare me, but there is a chance seeing the TBT and NBA be successful is encouraging to see. Wants to emphasize for people to wear their masks so we can get through this and have a season. Um, it's not about making decisions for this year or next year. It's about what's best for my whole career. So, uh, I don't think he took this, you know, coming back lightly. 
by any means. Um, I think that he realized that it was the best decision um, for him to, to get to the next level and be really good at the next level. So, um, you better be good next year. <laughs> um, and then in the same week, uh, Underwood was interviewed. A uh, few things that got taken away from that. Um, first thing off, he said he came in with the mindset of winning a Big Ten championship. Um, have a very good chance to do that. Uh, he said that he would like to play faster this year than he did last year. Um, had an unusually tough year shooting the ball last year. I think that will be behind us, so I'd like to play faster. Uh, I, I believe that IO shots are already better um, just from videos I've seen. Uh, of course, you don't put out the videos where you miss a bunch of shots. So, <laughs> um, but, but his shot just looks better. Um, uh, on playing during the pandemic, he was asked what his thoughts were. And he said that he thinks he could see a year where a positive test or two happens and it's the team with depth wins. So he, he's under that mindset that if you have a player test positive, um, that guy's just going to quarantine and the, the team will go on as long as nobody else um, tests positive. And, and Illinois definitely has the depth now. Um, like I said, he thinks Iowa has become a better shooter. He believes Kofi's becoming much more consistent. Um, and he talked about, uh, being able to coach guys like Kofi and Io, where they have a chance to get to the NBA, um, that's that's something as a as a college coach you want. It looks good for your program, um, and you know it, it looks good all around. So um, he he did think that Io would have went to the NBA if there would have been a tournament, um, and he said that he would have been the first one to tell him to go um, to the NBA. I, he's just saying that. <laughs> I think he would. I think he would, but uh, they, he, they never did fill the scholarship said they, he wasn't ever going to fill them until they made a decision on what they were going to do. So, um, and then uh, he, somebody asked him about what he thought on IO saying, I'm, I'm here to win a national title. And Underwood said, quote, knowing how hard he works, who am I to disagree with that? He knows what he has around him. Um, so, you know, Big dog. It, it is, it is. But uh, Frazier and Cabello uh, had some videos coming out on Twitter uh, of them both dunking. Apparently, Frazier's been able to dunk since his sophomore year of high school, and he plans on showing that off a little bit. Um, Cabello can also get up, and uh, he said that Miller and Cabello are pushing each other every day. Uh, and, and Miller, you can just see how competitive he is and how good he has a chance of, you know, how good he can be. Um, in, in other news, Curbelo's wearing number five. I don't know if you saw that. He's going to wear number five this year. Io's number 11. And you know what number Adam Miller was in high school? 44. 44. So what do you do with that 44? Turn it into a four. I think you turn it into a four. And what do you have? Luther Head, D. Brown, and Darren Williams. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Could you imagine if the the if Illinois is a national contender and having a guy five we're having five, eleven, and number four? And those three being be? very, very good players. Very, very good players. Interesting. So um, as of the last CBS uh, sports uh 
top 10. Um, they had a bit, the big 10 had three teams in the top seven. Iowa, Iowa and Wisconsin are the other two and Illinois, Iowa and Wisconsin are all higher than Duke. So hmm. when the last time that the big 10 had three teams higher than Duke, but so I'll take it. the big thing with Iowa, Wisconsin and Illinois in this conference is that they're returning very good players. Like, Yes. Iowa is going to have a very similar roster, and you got to think Luca Garza probably takes another step, which is scary with how good he was last year. And they're right. also getting Jordan Bohannon back this year at Iowa, who yes. was out was all hurt. last year and He's was a hurt, right? very good shooter for them a couple of years ago. Yes, so uh, yeah, I mean you got to think. Yeah, that, so now they're going to have multiple outside threats. Um, Iowa's going to be really good this year. Yeah, they're going to be scary good. Yeah, yeah. So, so does he have? Did the CBS have? Iowa and Wisconsin ahead of Illinois. Uh, yes, that's BS. Yes, I believe I that Illinois. It. I believe Illinois was number seven. Um, I don't know about that, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that's what they had. I and I assume that's because Wisconsin won last year. That's yeah. fair, but I don't. I think Illinois and Iowa are better than Wisconsin. Now that's me being unbiased. But it's also true. Right. Right. So do with that what you will. Look. I was trying to look to see if I could find it, but the chances that I find it anytime soon are pretty slim. Yeah. So, but let's uh, talk about my boy John Rothstein, huh? Yeah. John Rothstein's top ten. Illinois came in at number seven. Um, once again. Uh with uh Nova at one, followed by Butler, Iowa, Virginia, Wisconsin. And Gonzaga, uh, Kansas was eight, Duke was nine, and Creighton was ten. Where's Kentucky? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> you forget Kentucky? I mean, they have an insane recruiting class. Maybe people aren't as high on them as I am. I don't know. Kentucky uh, looks like CBS. I don't know. CBS has Kentucky at fifteen right now. Interesting. Uh, they they have changed their CBS is now Gonzaga one. Is this new? Gosh. Uh, August twenty eighth. Okay, new CBS one. You guys ready? Gonzaga one, Baylor two, Villanova three, Virginia four, Iowa five, Illinois six, Kansas seven, Duke eight. Creighton 9, Wisconsin 10, Michigan State 11, Tennessee 12, West Virginia 13, Houston 14, and lowly old Kentucky down at 15 because they were losing their top six scorers. Last year. All right, well, that's a good point. So, um, But, yeah, Rutgers is in the top 25. Indiana's in the top 25. So, so I mean, it's got to feel good for the Illini to be ahead of – Duke and Kansas in the uh, Rossi rankings. That's I agree. Uh, I agree. I know I it's mean, preseason, but hey, chance to be a, a top ten team. So, so where do you think Illinois will be in the preseason top twenty-five? Where do I think they'll be? Yeah, uh, I think that they will be number four. That's a little ambitious. <laughs> I'm thinking I more hopes. like I'm thinking hopes, more man. like eight. Okay, well, whatever. I'm going to write that down and see if I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and we were talking about the tournament a little bit. Rothstein said to Zach Gelb, I believe, your boy Rothstein said, this much I can tell you, we are going to have an NCAA tournament, and that means we're going to have college basketball before because there has to be an inventory in place to seed an NCAA tournament. I believe that he knows. I don't know what I said earlier, stuff. but that's probably because I remember reading that from yeah. a month ago. So. <laughs> I mean, he knows his stuff. Yeah. He's, uh, got, he's got word on the inside, so there's gonna there's gonna be something. This is what CBS. This is as of August twentieth. This is what CBS said about Illinois. Io Desumu and Kofi Coburn. <laughs> Sorry, for some reason I have a hard time saying Coburn. Um, both withdrawing from the NBA draft was a massive development for Illinois, and the reason there are four Big Ten schools in the top 11 of the top 25, and one – Desumu Coburn could develop into the best top two on any team in the country. So Brad Underwood should have the Illini in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2003. That's so disappointing to hear. And a trip to the final four is a realistic goal. Um, yeah. Illinois made the tournament last year. I don't care what anybody says. I care what I, you say. Uh, I agree. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, uh, um, I did sit in, um, uh, Coach Gentry had Stephen Gentry had a late what he called a late game Zoom, uh, where he broke down uh, one of the last three minutes of uh, an Illinois game. Um, I was going to talk about that on this, but we're already running at forty minutes, and this is probably going to take me twenty to go through this. So um, may come out with just a special a little special pod, um, maybe just me. If you want to join, you can. Uh, maybe next week sometime. I think so. I think you got it. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. I know you don't care about the breakdown. It it, it intrigued me. It was very very interesting, and uh, it's it's just one of those things that you know I like I like seeing what coaches see. It's, it's more your speed, you know. Um, and it, it was a pretty cool experience, and I hope he does more of them in the future. Absolutely. So, right. but that's all I got. You got anything else? I do not. I do know that. We will do another full episode probably a, the last week of September, the 1st of October, I would guess. Yeah, with some more information, unless some drops, but I don't know. I mean, we're kind of in a lull right now until yeah. until somebody makes a commitment or, you know, really does anything. So. I'm thinking within the next month, we'll know something about what they might plan to do for the season. Yeah, true. So if we true. see something about that, we can talk about that. And uh, hopefully – once that comes, we can see a schedule of some sort. That would be nice, uh, yeah. but we'll see. So a few weeks from now, we'll do another one, maybe a month. We'll see. Uh, it was a month since we did this one, so who knows at this point. The schedule is uh, <laughs> not great. But, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not every Friday like it was, you know. But, but one, and once the season starts, we'll, these, these will be coming back just like they were in the beginning. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll catch you uh, very soon for episode number 31. Later.